I'm Aaron Schachter, in for Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. In South Africa, the murder case against double amputee track star Oscar Pistorius took an unexpected turn today. Turns out the lead detective in the case is himself facing seven charges of attempted murder. They stem from an incident two years ago. Detective Hilton Bota and two other officers were pursuing a suspect who was fleeing in a minivan taxi. The van attempted to push the officers off the road, and the officers fired. Each passenger pressed charges. Bota has now been removed from the Pistorius case. South African criminologist Laurie James doesn't think that will hurt the prosecution's case. I don't actually think that the case is weaker per se. I think that a lot of the prosecution's case hinges on the forensic evidence that isn't back yet. Detective Boerter repeatedly said, I can't answer that because the evidence is not back from forensics yet. The man doesn't have the information that he needs from the forensic teams yet to answer the questions that were posed to him. I guess this is the question that we in America keep asking over and over again. Why does this bail hearing seem like a trial? Why are we getting so much information from what in the United States is is a very quick process? I must point out that usually in South Africa, it's also a very quick process. The court's primary position is no bail unless you can show me exceptional circumstances why you should be released on bail. And that is what takes time. So it's almost a mini hearing within a hearing. If not granted bail, where would Oscar Pistorius be held? Most prisoners in Pretoria area are then moved to the Pretoria Central Prison. If he were anybody other than Oscar Pistorius, he would probably be put into the awaiting trial section at Pretoria Central Prison. And my understanding is that it's not a terribly hospitable place to spend time. No, it's actually a very dangerous place. The conditions are dismal. I mean, I've seen conditions where you've literally got a 10, 12-meter room by 5 meters with 70 prisoners shoved in there onto bunk beds with a little locker sort of separating the bunk beds from each other. It's frighteningly overcrowded. There are lice, there are bugs, there are other dangerous prisoners because most of the prisoners in this section have not managed to get bail. So they're dangerous criminals. Now, we have things in America we refer to as country club prisons. Is there something like that for him? We don't have country club prisons in South Africa, firstly. And secondly, I think one of the major things that's sort of been stated all along is that he will not receive preferential treatment. Then again, you've got to walk the very fine line of what is preferential treatment because this man is a double amputee. I don't know of any other double amputee in prison and certainly not in prison for murder. So what would constitute then special treatment? It's a whole debate on its own. It'd be hard to to move around in the wheelchair in that that small room that you mentioned. And of course, you couldn't allow him to take his prosthetics into the general population because those prosthetics on their own would be weapons. The other prisoners would take them off, off him very, very quickly and probably fashion them into some sort of weapon. South African criminologist and offender profiler Laurie James, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me.